This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family so to get your own active skin repair go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20 percent off your order when you use the code shameless that's activeskinrepair.com use the code shameless for 20 percent off your order activeskinrepair.com code shameless This is the Shameless Mom Academy episode 425. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 425. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community. So be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, shameless moms. Happy Monday. I am recording this with my whole family home because this is where we all spend all of our time now, just all together, all the time. And I'm pretty sure, so I'm recording this about a week before it's going to go live. And by the time it goes live, I'm pretty sure the entire country will be right alongside me, just all the family spending all the time together. So wherever you are in the world, in the US, I hope that you're safe and I hope that you're healthy and I hope that you are working on finding some gifts in all of this. I know that for us, we are definitely having moments that are fun and magical and really enjoying this time together. And then we're having some moments that are just completely the opposite of that. (laughs) And I know that I'm not alone. So I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of how we are managing all the things that are happening right now. And it's interesting recording this a week in advance because things are changing so rapidly that, you know, by the time this goes live, the world could be in a really different place. But here we go. You know, if this actually goes live, it means that nothing horribly dramatic has changed. So we will see. We will see. What I want to talk today about 
And I'm laughing about that, not because I think this is funny, but because this is just a wild, wild time. It's so unprecedented. I was joking with some moms the other day, and I don't remember if I shared this last week in last week's episode, but I'm on this text string with first grade moms. And I said, I was like, you guys, these things only happen in history books and in Bible stories. So basically we're living a Bible story right now. And we all had a good laugh. And I said, you know, we should feel honored that we are pretty much living a Bible story. And one of the moms was like, I'm ready to get on the ark. And then another mom was like, yeah, I want my own ark. I don't want to be on the same ark as my family. And the string went on and on. It was pretty funny. So I think that even though things feel big and hard and heavy, we also need to find these moments of levity and just recognize that there's so much out of our control that we need to be able to take some moments to find the lightness and the brightness. And that's what I talked about in last week's episode. This week, I really want to talk more about fear. And I know that as things spread across the country, so I'm up here in Seattle, where we have been at the epicenter of it all. This is where COVID-19 started in the US. And at the time of this recording, the most massive outbreak is here. And it's been that way for the last couple of weeks. So, you know, things are locked down here right now. And it's easy to fall into fear real quick and find yourself just kind of sucked in and sucked into the fear that's happening, fear based on what's happening in our city and fear based on what we're seeing on the internet and fear based on what we're seeing happening in other countries. It's just really, really easy to find yourself thinking about a lot of different hard, scary, big, unpredictable scenarios that we have no control over. And so I want to show up here today and let you know that it's okay to take a break from fear. So what I want to do is process fear a little bit, because as someone who manages anxiety on a daily basis, I definitely do some work myself around processing fear very regularly. So I want to take some time to process fear today and then talk about how you can take a break from fear. Because if we can process fear, then we can actually mitigate some of the anxiety that comes with it. If we can recognize like, oh, well, the fear is going to be there, but like it doesn't drive the car. It doesn't get to have a voice. It doesn't get to be in charge. It can be there in a healthy way because fear is healthy in terms of, you know, we need fear for survival, but it doesn't need to be the most dominant emotion. And it doesn't need to be the thing that takes up the most space in our heads and in our hearts. And especially at a time like this, where we're spending so much time with loved ones, (laughs) If you're sitting in fear, it's really, really hard to also enjoy any of the moments. And because this is going to last for a while, I don't want you to be in a place where you are finding that fear is dominating your emotions or your stability or your relationships or your ability to find joy on a daily basis. So as a community in Momentum Mamas in our membership community, we're reading the book, Everything is Figure Outable by Marie Forleo. And she actually has a chapter in there called How to Deal with the Fear of Anything, which it's so funny. Reading this book as a community during this time is kind of perfect. And that was not planned, but this is our book club pick right now. And it's just amazing how much of the stuff in this book is so relevant right now. And I find myself constantly comforted by this book because I'm like, oh yes, everything is figureoutable. Like COVID-19, I don't have the answers. We don't have a cure, but everything is figureoutable. And so long-term, we're going to figure this out. We're going to figure this out. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not going to get by without some casualties for sure, but we are going to figure this out. And so one of the things that Marie talks about in her chapter around fear 
is that fear is not the enemy. Waiting to stop feeling afraid is. And this really resonated with me because I am definitely someone who spends a lot of time waiting to stop feeling afraid. I don't so much do this anymore, but I'm someone who's done this a lot in the past. And so for you, this might show up like, well, I'm not going to do this thing until certain circumstances. And a lot of times this can look like procrastination and perfectionism because of things that we're afraid of. And so I want you to think about fear not being the enemy, but waiting to stop feeling afraid as being the enemy. And where are you finding yourself in spaces where you're not able to stop feeling afraid? I know for me, this has been such a theme this winter in my skiing because I'm constantly afraid. And this frustrates me to no end. And this is my biggest goal in skiing. In fact, I just committed to taking ski lessons a whole nother season next year, which like from a technique perspective, I probably don't need a whole nother season of lessons. But my sole goal in taking another year of lessons is that I want to stop feeling afraid. And right now, that is what holds me back on the mountain the most is that I constantly feel afraid. And I cannot stand that feeling. It makes me really frustrated. It makes me angry. And it is so exhausting. And so when I look at that as kind of this microcosm for other things that are happening in my life relative to my business, relative to the world as a result of COVID-19, it's such a great reminder that, you know, my business is deeply impacted by COVID-19. I've had to postpone Shameless MomCon and a bunch of stuff that goes along with that that have greatly impacting revenue for the year. I'm completely shifting in terms of my expectations for 2020, all of which is fine, but I feel so glad that I've taught myself in relationship to skiing around like, not that I've taught myself, but I've noticed my relationship with skiing that I'm constantly showing up afraid. And I've noticed how crippling that has been for me. And so in this situation with COVID-19 and with not knowing the long-term ramifications of my business, I've been able to really let go of it and recognize, you know what? You don't know what's going to happen. We're shifting expectations. We don't like all the goals for 2020 are out the window at this point and that's okay. And we will like regroup and restabilize as soon as we can. But for right now, the goals are out the window and I'm not going to be afraid. I'm not going to be afraid for what that means. I'm not going to be afraid for what it means if the things that I had planned to keep my business sustainable and profitable this year can't happen right now. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to remember and recognize that I have always figured things out. I've always been resourceful. I've always been resilient. I've always been creative around generating revenue. And I've always been someone who's shown up to be of service in massive ways. And that has always paid off for me. And it will continue to. And so when I recognize all of that, I can stop feeling afraid. And that's been really, really comforting to me. And having this experience around skiing, being so scared all the time, it's really made me realize like I just can't let that get to me in other areas of my life. It's too dangerous. And it's one thing when it's like limited to the mountain, I can put it in a compartment over there and recognize like I need to work on that, but I can't let that bleed over because I know how hard that has been for me on the mountain. And I refuse to let that overtake my life right now in this circumstance. So that's been really helpful for me. And I'm sharing all that in case there might be ways that that parallels your experience. So what I want to do now is talk about things that you might currently be feeling fear around and things where you might be in this place of like, I can't stop feeling afraid. 
This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. This episode is supported by Mysteries About True Histories, a podcast for your kiddos. So from the creators of the hit podcast, Who Smarted, and Netflix's Brainchild comes the adventurous world of mysteries about true histories, affectionately known as math. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers on an adventure through time packed with puzzles, hidden equations, history, and laughs, making learning cool. This podcast is perfect for ages six and up, and new episodes drop every Thursday, each stacked with so much laughter that your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. I love a show where, as a parent, you're like, hey, let's listen or watch this or whatever, and your kids are thinking they're like getting extra device time or what have you, and you're like, they're learning right now. So it feels like such a big win. So I want you to go check out Mysteries About True Histories wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune into Mysteries About True Histories with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast. So go check out Mysteries About True Histories to listen in and have some fun with your kid while they learn today. And so I'm going to run through a list and you can just kind of, you know, make a little mental check mark next to the ones that apply to you. And maybe only one or two will apply to you. Or maybe you're going to be like, holy cow, every single one, like just check every single box. So, okay. You might be currently feeling fear around your health, around your immediate family's health, like the health of the people that you live with. You might be feeling fear around your elderly family health, around you know your parents, aunts and uncles, you know, people who are over 60 in your family. You might be feeling fear around your job or your work. If you have a business, you might be feeling fear around your business, around you know there's just so many unknowns right now in terms of job stability, job security, in terms of what's happening in the marketplace, what's happening with the economy. You might be feeling fear around your income. You might be feeling fear around your investments or your retirement. You might be feeling fear around childcare and how are you going to navigate this childcare situation with your work situation? Like having, you know, those two things can often be at odds. And right now they're at odds for people who are in a situation of not having childcare, which is most of the country, if not all of the country, by the time this goes live, you might be feeling fear about your ability to homeschool and keep your kids educated while they're out of school for many, many weeks. As the time of this recording, Seattle schools 
at all counties, like anything anywhere. In fact, all schools in Washington, I believe, are out until the end of April. So that's about six weeks. You might be feeling fear around your ability to work from home while homeschooling. You might be feeling fear around your ability to get to work when you don't have childcare. You might be feeling fear around having enough resources. And this might be around food. This might be around toilet paper. This might be, I mean, I wish I was laughing about that, but this is like literally actually a problem now, which is, I have opinions. I have opinions about the hoarding, but I will save that for later. You might be having fear around resources in terms of, you know, financial stability and other kinds of resources that you have beyond food and kind of your essentials that you might get at the grocery store. So whatever resources that you lean on, you might be having fear around not knowing how long this is going to last. And you might be having fear around how long this will take for you or for your family to recover from. And so that's a lot. And especially if you were like, check, 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 (laughs) like all those things, right? So there's a lot for us to be feeling fearful of right now. And I don't make this list. It's funny because I was making this list and I was like, is this just going to make it worse for everyone? (laughs) Are they just going to be more fearful now that I've like pointed out things to be fearful of? But I think that it can be helpful sometimes to actually get everything out into the open to be like, okay, so there's the complete list. Like, let's just acknowledge it and like give it a little hug and be like, oh, here list. You are sweet. Love you. See you. Holding on to you for just a second. And then how are we going to move forward? Because we can't just stay in this place where we have this list running through our head constantly. And I think, you know, if you're like me, that's kind of how you get. And so I'm someone who can be hypervigilant for sure. This was actually brought to my attention a few years ago by a doctor. And we were trying to figure out some stuff related to my insomnia. And she asked me this question that just has stood out to me for years now. So this would have been probably five years ago that I was at this doctor's appointment. And she said, how old were you when you started being so hypervigilant? And it, this question just like knocked the wind out of me because when she asked me that and I started to think back at first, I was like, oh, maybe high school. And then I was like, no, I think it was a little earlier. And when I really thought back, I could remember being eight years old when I started being really hypervigilant about things. And so for me, hypervigilance showed up early on in my life around sleeping and being scared at night, being scared of our house being robbed and trying to not sleep so that I could stay awake so that I would hear the burglars when they came. And this became an ongoing problem, like many, many, many years of sleep problems until my early forties, until just a few years ago. And that really, I also believe that's the time, you know, that not sleeping, it's hard for me to know which came first, the chicken or the egg here, the not sleeping also created anxiety or the anxiety created the not sleeping. I'm not sure. But when I look at hypervigilance, that's where it's shown up for me. And I think that right now we're in a place where many of us are being hypervigilant about a lot of things because we need to be like absolutely necessary in many ways. But if you're someone who already struggles with hypervigilance, like not in a good way, (laughs) where it's like not just for the sake of like keeping your family healthy during COVID-19, but it's something that really like can cripple your life. And it definitely can mine sometimes. This can be pretty overwhelming right now. So to put this list of all these things to be fearful for in front of you, I think actually can help relieve some of the hypervigilance because it allows us to put it all out there and be like, okay, I see you all. Now you're right in front of me. And I'm not trying to make sure I think of all the things I should worry about because I literally have a brain that thinks that, that thinks like, oh, what else should I worry about? Let me spend some time thinking about that. (laughs) So I think there's value in really acknowledging all of the things and then moving forward from there. So we've acknowledged all the things. Then the next thing, and Marie Forleo calls this fear taming 101 in her book, Every 
everything is figure outable. So Fear Taming 101 talks about let's look at all these fears and let's lay out your worst case scenarios. So what are all the worst case scenarios? If you go through these fears, what are the worst case scenarios that could happen in each of these categories and in each of these fears? And then the next step, and this is so important because we can go to those worst case scenarios pretty quickly. Like people might die, we might lose our houses, we might lose our jobs. Like you can go there quickly. And then let's put them on a scale of the likelihood that they will actually happen. So on a scale of one to 10, what's the likelihood that these things will actually happen? Now, I don't want to minimize that there's some pretty big, scary things that could happen right now, for sure. But also, it's not helping you to not acknowledge them if you're someone who is struggling with fear and struggling with feeling afraid. So if you can acknowledge them all and get them all laid out there, it's actually going to ease your mind a little bit, even if the answers that you have in front of you are not you know, super desirable or fun or making you feel really good. So what are some of the worst case scenarios? The loss of a loved one, losing your job, running out of money, losing your house, having your kids regress in school because they've been out of school for so long. This whole thing lasting for months and months and months on end. Those are some legitimate fears. What are the likelihood of those things happening? So if we could list those out on a scale of one to 10, what are the likelihood of those things happening? And then the next question to ask yourself is, what am I going to do if these things happen? And this is where the power comes in. And this is what I think really allows you to take a break from fear. Because, you know, obviously there's some things here that would be extremely hard and overwhelming and not even momentarily crippling. They could be crippling for a while. You know, a death in your family, obviously horrible. Losing your job, obviously horrible and scary. But also if you had a plan, if you knew what you would do if some of these hard things happened, how much better would you feel? So some of you are going to think I'm a weirdo, but I have a plan for some of these things because these are things that a hypervigilant person with anxiety always has planned for. So for many years, I have in the back of my mind been like, okay, if something happens to my partner, here's what I will do. I already know what I will do. I'm not saying it won't be horrendous, but I already know what I'll do. I know what I would do to be financially stable. I know what I would do in terms of, you know, what I would do with our house, what I would do with our child. I have a plan of action already, and I've taken measures to make sure that I can do those things. And that gives me peace of mind. In terms of my business, like what would I do if I didn't make any money for the next six months? What would I do? What's my backup plan there? Now, of course, that would be horrible. It would be awful. And also to have a plan and to know that like, oh, well, I could do this and I could do this and I could do this eases my mind and allows me to take a break from the fear. So I want you to recognize, so what are the things that you're feeling afraid of? What are the worst case scenarios with each of those things? What is the likelihood they will happen on a scale of one to 10? And then what are you going to do to plan around them? So that if they happen, like, what is your next step? What is your plan B? This makes such a big difference. This will ease your mind. So spend some time journaling on these things. Spend some time like letting yourself go there and go all in on the fear to be like, hey, fear, like we're going to take a walk today. We're going to take a walk. It's not going to be a fun one. But at the end of it, on the other side of that walk, there's going to be some peace and there's going to be some clarity and there's going to be some comfort in knowing here's what I can do. And I remember I actually am thinking about the interview that I did with Bonnie Mae last year, and she was talking about leaving an abusive relationship and having this plan of like, okay, if things get unsafe enough, here's what I can do. Here's where I can go. And I think that people who have been in situations like that, they've had to plan in these big, hard, scary ways 
They've had to have this plan B. Like if things get to this desperate place, here's what I will do. So some of us have never had to plan in that way before. And I want to encourage you to do that. If you're finding yourself in a place of high anxiety, high fear, feeling afraid, hypervigilance, all those kinds of things, because it will ease your mind. If you were to think, I remember in Bonnie's case, she was like, okay, if I had to leave, I could leave and go back to my mom's tomorrow. Not saying that she would love it or be super excited about it, but she knew that that was an option on the table. And I would say the same thing for myself. If something happened to my partner, I could go move in with my mom if I had to. I would have to like, you know, move across the state, but she would have me in a heartbeat. I wouldn't be excited. I mean, I would be grateful that she would give me the opportunity, but I wouldn't be excited about uprooting my life in that way. But knowing that that's there, that's comforting, right? So sometimes when we are sitting with fear, it's because, and we can't stop feeling afraid, it's because we don't have that plan B right there to recognize like, oh, okay, like, yeah, that would be hard. I don't really want to do that, but also I could. And it's a little bit comforting to know that that's an option. So the next piece of this is really giving yourself some action steps. So I'm going to give you three things that I want you to really be focusing on as we navigate this trying time. And these are things that are going to make you feel better, things that will create ease and maybe even joy and make you able to keep going and hopefully have moments where you can feel calm and you can actually, I've actually been seeing like an increased number of things on social media in the last 24 hours or so around like never in our lives have we had this opportunity to like just chill out. And so let's take advantage of the chilling out and like embrace it and spend some time on the couch and get, you know, watch the Netflix and do the puzzles and things like that without a lot of expectations on ourselves. So I know like for me, it's also been really interesting watching. So at Seattle school, Washington schools, but Seattle was among the first in Washington to close for six weeks. And so there's already like so much information about like, oh, now that you're a homeschool parent, like here's what you can do. And literally like, I'm actually in a two different Facebook groups where they're posting information about this. And I have needed to like stop watching both of the groups because there's so many suggestions on like, here's all these activities you can do with your kids and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not that worried. I mean, call me ignorant. I'm not that worried about my child's education for the next six weeks. Like he will continue to do some writing and some drawing and some reading because he likes those activities. Whether or not we get through like three worksheets each day. I don't care. I'm just, and it's actually been comforting and seeing some other people in education posting about this to be like, your child's education will not be dramatically compromised in the next six weeks. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like 
a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. Like let them have lessons around like baking and being a household member and like folding laundry and organizing. And it's okay if education looks completely different for the next six weeks and actually has less structure, routine and academics in it. Totally fine. So that also has been like a relief to me. So here's action steps I want you to take. Number one, first of all, if you have not already signed up for my hope, happiness, and mental health challenge, definitely, definitely do that. We're starting today. So today's March 23rd. If you're listening live, we are starting today. And this challenge is going to offer you daily reprieve from everything that's going on in terms of letting you show up, have a purpose every day, focus on something positive. Like we are going to be doubling down on the positivity in this challenge because that is what you need right now. You don't need more information around COVID-19 and the risk factors and the data and the statistics and like, no, you need to double down on staying positive and staying mentally capable and mentally fit. Because I will tell you, and I've used this analogy before a couple different times in the last few weeks, but we are at the start line of a marathon. And if you can't preserve yourself mentally, you will not make it physically. 
That's how a marathon works. It is a mental game. And so if you're letting yourself be consumed by fear and being afraid and worry, and you're getting consumed by that, your mental health will struggle and the damage will be physical and it will be hard and you will struggle every day until this is over and you will not be the same person on the other side in a not so great way. So you need to commit to preserving your mental health right now by doubling down on positivity. And so we will be focusing on that very, very strongly in this challenge, not because I think we need to ignore the reality of what's happening, but because I know how important mental health is and mental stamina is in situations like this. And I've been through enough of them myself and I've coached people through enough of them myself to know that this is the antidote that focusing on hope and happiness is the antidote to getting through hard times. That doesn't mean that you are completely ignorant and ignoring like actual risk factors or anything like that, but it means that you, along with that healthy dose of fear that sits beside you, you also show up with hope and happiness and you conscientiously prioritize hope and happiness every single day. So if you wanna be in that challenge, if you go to shamelessmom.com slash challenge, it's totally free. You can get yourself signed up. You'll get daily emails from me. There's daily Facebook lives in our Facebook group. And there will just be a lot of opportunities to connect and focus on something positive and focus on some things that feel a little more purposeful and give you some direction every day. So that's number one, big one right there. Number two, I want you to go ahead and create these backup plans. So go through the fear taming one-on-one exercise that I just talked about, listing out what are your worst case scenarios? What is the likelihood that they're going to happen on a scale of one to 10? And what will you do if they happen? Create your backup plans know what they are. Yes, it's going to be hard. And also you will feel freer on the other side of it. Talk it through with your partner even and say like, hey, what are we going to do if this happens? And what are we going to do if this happens? And really look at like, okay, here's all the things I'm really worrying about right now. And here's what the plan is for them. And oh my gosh, like you will feel so much better on the back end of that conversation. Also, if you are like, you know, the average mom, you probably have taken on a ton of burden around all of this yourself without sharing that burden with your partner. And so let's trust that our partners are capable adults and want to be helpful and want to be supportive and want to be just as engaged as we are. And let's lean on our partners. Let's not be the gatekeeper of all of the homeschooling and all of the worry and all of the fear and all of the things. Let's be equitable partners And let's make sure that our partners are participating in the homeschooling and our partners are participating in the family plan and the partners are participating in whatever the backup plan is. So I know I'm definitely someone who tends to take on just like all the things and just add it to my plate. And I've really been focusing on like, okay, every day, like here's the things that need to get done. Which things are we each doing? And especially as my work time is like weird and wonky with Vinny being home and especially my ability to record, I'm really looking at like, okay, like I'm going to go to my office and record. I'm going to be in there two hours with the door shut. And you and Vinny need to find like, what is your activity? And so they are like, and my husband is like the artsy person in the family and the creative person. So like they're currently doing some like Darth Vader art project right now while I'm recording this. So he's like all in on the art stuff. (laughs) In fact, Vinny came to me to ask me to do an art thing the other day, right when we started our homeschooling thing. And I was like, that's an art thing. You need to go talk to Papa. Like that's his jam. Let him have his jam. Like let's go ahead and divide and conquer based on our strengths And based on what is equitable in our relationships so that we can have backup plans that create some mental freedom and that create some calm and some peace and some space for us to prioritize ourselves. Because here's the thing, you need to keep prioritizing yourself. Just because things are different and crazy and wild doesn't mean that everyone else gets to go first. 
So I know a lot of you who've been listening for a while, you have gone through to great lengths to prioritize yourself over the last couple of years. And this change does not change that. This change in our daily routines and our structure and our lives and our worlds does not change the need to prioritize yourself. You 150% need to prioritize yourself right now because that's what one does at the start of a marathon line. You prioritize yourself. If you're prioritizing the people next to you and saying, no, you take my water bottle and you have my goo and you can have my snacks and here you can have my best socks and here, do you want my shoelaces? No, 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 no. You can share, but stop. Don't give it all away. You prioritize yourself and everyone else will be just fine. There is enough of you to go around after you prioritize yourself. And number three is give yourself scheduled and routine mental vacations every day. So if you're doing the challenge, that's going to be included in the challenge where you're going, that can be one way that you take a mental vacation every day. But I really want you to make sure that you are creating a structure and routines in your daily life right now, where you get a mental break, where you get a little bit of space from people in your household, or maybe they have to come with you. I'm thinking like, if you know, if you're a single parent, and there's no escaping single parent with like a three year old, like, yeah, they might be by your side every minute of the day. But where can you take a mental vacation? Where can you be like, now we're taking a bath at whatever, at one o'clock in the afternoon, or now we are watching an extra show, or now we are, you know, going to the park, or now we are taking a nap together, or now whatever the thing is that feels good to you. I will tell you some of my mental vacations right now, doing puzzles with Vinny. Like I love doing puzzles. I discovered this during a big snowstorm last year. And I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to retire because I'm going to be a puzzler. And so that's actually a huge mental vacation from me to be like, hey, then today, you know, from three to 3.30, it's puzzle time. We're focusing on a puzzle. And that's something we're doing together, but it allows me to like totally be focused on something. It allows me to mentally let go and just focus on the puzzle and really find mental freedom. So that's a mental vacation for me. I'm also sticking to my workouts in the morning. So that's a mental vacation. And then we let Vinny get his first video game. Some of you are going to like think I'm the world's most boring mom ever. Vinny's not had any video games up to this point, but we let him get Minecraft on the iPad and he thinks he's died and gone to heaven. And so That's another way that we're like, he's getting some special time to do something that he thinks is super cool. And that's giving me a little bit or us a little bit of extra time as my husband and I both are working from home. So looking at what is, does a schedule look like and where do you get mental, where do you get routine mental vacations every day? Sometimes that's giving your kid a a mental vacation too. (laughs) Like you can go over here and have this mental vacation so that mama can have a mental vacation. And then having scheduled and routine having a schedule and routine with everyone home in your household is also going to be super, super valuable. Even if it has to be flexible and nimble and you know, you don't always like nail it from day to day, just having some expectations will be so helpful for everyone. So also make sure that you're doing that, that you have something posted somewhere where everyone knows like, okay, from nine to 10, we are, you know, having quiet time or we're having reading time or we're, you know, mama's doing office work and kid is doing reading or kid is doing math project or whatever the thing is. So super, super important. So those are your three action steps. Lastly, I want to say that one of the things Marie said in her book, in this chapter around how to deal with the fear of anything, she said the quote, I will, I win or I learn, but I never 
lose. And I think right now there's a lot of fear around loss, loss of life, loss of income, loss of jobs, loss of homes, loss of childcare, like just loss of education, so many losses. So I want you to think about I win or I learn, but I never lose. So you are going to learn a ton about who you are and how you show up and how strong you are and how capable you are and how qualified you are and how resilient you are in the next couple of months, probably the next few months. If we're being honest, this is going to be, we're going to be in this a while. And so I want you to recognize right away from the beginning, from the start line, I'm going to win and I'm going to learn. And those are the only two options. You win or you learn, but you never lose. So I'm going to leave you with that. Again, get yourself signed up for the Hope, Happiness, and Mental Health Challenge. It's free. It's for the next eight days. Just go to shamelessmom.com slash challenge for that. And I will see you there. And then take care of yourself. Take care of you. Prioritize yourself. Prioritize your mental health because we need you to be mentally healthy. We need you to hang in there. And I know you can do it and you don't have to do it alone, which is why this challenge is so important. You don't have to do any of this alone. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts.